This is Chelsea Wingo. And I'm Amy Covell. And this is our podcast, Hashtag Life Goals. I was not as into him as he was into me. Oh, my ex is in the hospital, but she's also been lying to me. Each week, we examine one of our life goals and figure out what steps we need to take to make them a reality. And if you think back to high school, some of the shortest relationships had the biggest impact on your dating future. So come join us. It's going to be fun. We're older, we're wiser. Maybe this will go somewhere. Hello, everyone. Hi, guys. How y'all doing? This is Amy Covell. And I'm Chelsea Wingo. And this is Hashtag Life Goals. Today's topic, hashtag breakups. Today will be definitely interesting. Yep. Oh, yes. I'm quite excited. Because our guest today is a dear friend of mine and one of my ex-boyfriends. Yes. (laughs) I can't believe you got him to come here and to be a part of this. So I'm... Quite, ex- I'm kind of intrigued to hear the, the well, stories. Well, I told him it's his chance to dish all sorts of dirt on me. <laughs> How could he pass that up? Yeah, he gets his revenge back. All right, so let's recap a little bit first. Amy, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I've spent most of the week preparing corporate taxes. Um, mm-hmm. Other than that, I don't think anything special to mention. How, <laughs> what have you been doing? Um, so long story short, finally met up with the guy that I had mentioned that I had met online from the dare from can't get a date so dating (laughs) update (laughs) did you enjoy yourself very much so yes it was a very fun evening do you Uh, think you're gonna see him again oh yeah definitely we've talked about it already we will respect your privacy thank you but i know everybody would be excited to hear well i mean it was you know it was very fun um we ended up hanging out for like six hours and we could have gone longer but he unfortunately had work to do i had work to do for this podcast episode so we unfortunately had to you know say goodbye but it was good yeah well i look forward to hearing more about it offline um so what's our research this week oh my gosh uh well i know you found quite a bit yes i did find a lot and uh for this week we are kind of getting into a mixture of maybe Reasons to break up with someone, some breaking up statistics, and then just some funny information here and there that I found along the way. So getting right into the research, the first article that I'm going to talk about, it is from Zusk from April 2018, and it talks about the 10 reasons to break up with someone you still care about. So uh, the first one they have is you have clashing values. Yeah, values are really important. Yes, I definitely know of a couple that are very different in their religious beliefs, but they're getting married. So I can only imagine how they are able to pull that off. Yeah, I have friends, you know, I've had friends all my life, you know, like I remember when I was a kid, one of my best friends, her parents, one was Jewish, the other one was Catholic, Mm -hmm. um, but they made it work. Um, They made compromises. They made choices. They decided that they would raise the kids in the Jewish religion, but they were still allowed to celebrate Christmas and Easter with their mom. But Mm -hmm. the focus in the household would be on Judaism. Number two, quite obvious, they cheated. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, you should probably get out. Yeah, that branch of trust is broken. It's not always like in the movies where there's some cheating or something that goes on, they break up and then they forgive each other and get back together. I, as much as I would love to be that person, if someone cheated or there's that break of trust, I, it's hard for me to get back on that boat. Third, 
you don't put any effort in a relationship or in the relationship. We'll get into it later, but there was definitely a time where I was seeing someone and after some time, I found myself not putting in as much effort and time as he was. And yeah, it's usually it just, a sign that the relationship is out of balance. Yeah, that one it of definitely. You, one cares more than the other. Yeah, it kind of hits home a little bit because mm-hmm. I feel slightly guilty. But at the same time, I knew if I kept going along. That would have been way worse. Yeah, it, would, it wouldn't be truthful. Fourth one, abuse. Yes, please no, 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 get no, out. No, 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 no. Yeah, if there's ever any emotional, physical abuse whatsoever, please get out of that relationship. You deserve better. You deserve to be happy. You deserve to have someone that will love you and take care of you no matter what and not always try to bring you down or control you. It's not fair. Number five, you're growing apart. Yeah. Yep. I mean, we grow apart and we're not the same people, you know, that we were five years ago, 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you can grow together, but sometimes it's going to take you in vastly different directions. Number six, your arguing is unhealthy. Yeah. Yeah. It would be like the same conversations happening over and over again, or someone is talking about wandering eyes and there's that jealousy, but it's more insecurity on their part and they're not comfortable in the relationship. It's... I mean, it's healthy to have some argument in a relationship, but if you're constantly arguing about the same thing, that means you're still not taking care of the problem that is underlying. Yeah. And you're not listening. You're not fully listening and trying to understand and find that middle ground. Number seven, your personalities don't mix. I mean, there's some cases where opposites do attract, but there's other times when if they're so opposite and it's just maybe about the hot chemistry and the hot sex, it's... You were talking That's about this. Enough. Yeah, it's not right. enough. It's not enough. It's not enough to keep it going. It Crazy be... girls are amazing in bed. That doesn't mean they make a good relationship. <laughs> it satisfies one need. It doesn't fulfill the other in the more long term. Eight, there's no more spark, which it's, it's kind of sad to think about, but it does. It can happen sometimes. It's kind sometimes. of the same thing as growing apart. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But maybe some people that are able to make it as long as they have in like their marriages and their relationships, they always maybe find the spark in different areas. Like maybe it was this one goal and then it turned a spark into this one value or this one viewpoint that they have that is kind of like, ooh, that kind of keeps Right, it something that stimulates your partner, mind, body, yeah, and soul. Exactly. Uh, number nine, trust is broken. Kind of like on the rest, retrospect of cheating, but basically but it can be include a lot of other things yeah like there's some other thing that they lied about or that they yeah didn't. like when my ex-fiance yeah. emptied my bank accounts oh shit yeah i would say the trust was broken <laughs> number 10 you have a gut feeling I, even though i probably trust my gut feeling more when like starting to like Talk to guys and all that fun stuff hi it's just some, some it may be a defense mechanism but there's just some times where you feel that I don't know. Something doesn't feel right. Something just we have doesn't instincts feel good. for a reason. Yeah, and then these are a couple other uh, reasons that I found on other articles. The biggest source of stress is your partner. So basically, if you are so stressed of the idea of coming home to them and like hanging out with them, that is a like a bad sign that maybe it's yeah, not that's working. a red flag. Uh, abandoned dreams. Uh, So this was very interesting. It had mentioned relationships are about compromise and that both parties are happy, but it could also mean passing up opportunities that could cause a breakup. I would 100% agree with that because I abandoned a lot of my dreams when I was with my ex-fiance, which is why in the next relationship, the request for me to abandon my dreams is what ended the relationship. 
All right, next one, chores. Call it menial, but from what it said, chores can easily end year-long marriages and that it's normally a sign of some deeper underlying issues, feeling that someone isn't pulling their weight in the household or there's a desire to be a bit more equal. So it's that idea, again, of like having a balanced relationship, about caring about the other person as much as they care about you, Mm -hmm. whereas chores becomes like a tangible example of the imbalance. Next one, unhappiness. Uh, This one had said it's one of the hardest ones to tackle because it can often manifest in unexpected ways. Yeah, and a lot of times it's hard to figure out where that unhappiness is stemming from because it may have nothing to do with the relationship. It may just have to do with the individual. Mm -hmm. All right, this next bit of research, um, this is a little fun because I found an article um, that was, I believe, For Women or Women's Health. I'm not exactly sure can't remember the title, but it talked about the differences between relationships from when you're in your 20s to in your 30s. Okay. So this will be quite interesting. Uh, So so differences between you and between me. Basically. (laughs) Got it. What you prioritize is different. In your 20s, they say you want passion. In your 30s, you want stability. Amy, what are your thoughts on that? (laughs) That's 100% true. Passion starts to take a backseat to the guy who has a job. Next one, sex. In your 20s, they say you're experimenting and figuring things out. In your 30s, you know what you like and you know what you want. That's true. And you better tell people what you want. Yes. Don't wait for them to figure it out. Communication is important, even especially in the bedroom. <laughs> especially in the bedroom. Oh, goodness. They're not mind readers. Yeah, no, I'm already blushing. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> Next one dates 20s you're trying to sniff out deals and do something adorable and fun 30s you're able to step up your game and do classier slash more expensive things oh yeah i, definitely I can kind of see that yeah i definitely go on way more luxurious dates now now i'm still a penny pincher <laughs> but i'm a penny pincher for when i go do things yeah when me and my guy go do things he takes me yeah. to fancy French you can, you restaurants, can, yeah, yeah. shows. Yeah, you gotta you gotta step it up a little bit. Self-esteem. 20s, you change yourself to try to get a man to like you. 30s, you change men until you find one that likes you. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the reversal of, okay, yeah. you've been telling me so much of how to change to please you. Now, I'm going to tell you what I want. You have to change to please me. <laughs> Neither one of those work, but I no. do like the second part of the 30s one where it's like, until you find a man that likes you. Yeah. Next one, patience. 20s, you will give a dud more time just to see where it goes. 30s, you'll quickly move on once you get a sense that things aren't working. Yeah, there's no time to waste. And time is money. Exactly. <laughs> Other people's expectations. 20s, everyone around you accuses you of rushing things in a relationship. Yep. 30s, everyone says you're not rushing things enough. (laughs) Yes, yes. It goes from the (laughs) don't move in with him yet. It's too early to you aren't engaged yet. What's wrong with you? Yes. Relationships with exes. 20s, you recycle exes because you think that they'll change. 30s, you avoid your exes because you know they won't change. Yep. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> definitely true. Yeah. Um, I remember after I broke up with the ex-fiance, I definitely did like a tour of my other exes. Uh, Being like, hey, let's try this again. Hey, like, let's try this again. A little rebound and see right. where it goes. Let's a rebound and we'll see. Maybe it'll turn – maybe we're older. We're wiser. Maybe this will go somewhere. But now <laughs> I would not even consider doing that. Mm-hmm. Like you said, time is money. Need to get through. Yeah. Can't waste my time on people that I already vetted and tossed out the door years ago. (laughs) Yeah. Hunting grounds. 20s, you try to find love in the club. 30s, you try to find love anywhere but the club. I can guarantee that when I was in college, my friends always tried to get me to go out to the club. They always tried to get me to go out to the club and they were always like trying to dance with guys on the floor. And, and you, like, you hate that. You no, don't want to grind with strangers. No, I don't. I've had too many bad experiences where I've been at a club and a random guy will just grab me by my waist and pull me in We've- without even asking my permission. Okay, moving on. Pregnancy. 20s, you live in fear of an unplanned pregnancy. 30s, you live in fear of your ticking biological clock. Ain't that the truth? (laughs) I don't care how how many advances there are in fertility and how women are having babies all the way up into their 40s. That doesn't change the biological fact that at 30, women's fertility goes down 30% every year. Oh, my God. I mean, you want kids, so it's pretty – Yeah. (laughs) Drama. 20s, you'll likely dump a guy because he's boring. 30s, you'll like a dump a guy because he's too much drama. Yeah, no drama. <laughs> Over the drama. No drama. Online dating. 20s, you're using free dating apps. 30s, you're using services that you have to pay for because you are serious. Baggage. 20s, you're most likely dating people who have emotional baggage. 30s, you're dating people with ex- ex-wives and kids. Yeah, the baggage changes, you know, Mm -hmm. when you're dating younger, it's more of like they've got emotional baggage from whatever their tumultuous early relationships were that has given them insecurities um, or fears. But once you're older, you don't just have that baggage. Now you get ex-wives, the kids, you're competing with their career. Mm -hmm. It's a whole different ballgame. Yep. Okay, and then this was an interesting one of how long does it take to get over a relationship? Um, from what I found, um, basically the equation-esque was the amount of time you've dated someone divided by half equals the amount of the time that it is to get over someone. Yeah, so for as a general rule, if you dated someone for five years – It'll take you approximately two and a half years to move on from that relationship. Yeah. I mean, some people, it's a lot longer. Some people, it's faster. I mean, I know from my experience, even though I didn't date much, the big crushes I had or people that I liked or were in love with, it took about half that time to get over that person fully. And Mm -hmm. it was not great. There's also a part that was like this weird formula that was like X plus J minus TK. I was like, what? no, that's just that's just too confusing at this point. Just know that everybody's path is different. The more involved you were or the more traumatic the relationship, you know, that's going to probably equate to a longer period of time to get over it. Mm-hmm. All righty. So the next article is from Bustle from 2018 in June. It is the seven worst ways to break up with someone according to relationship experts. Ghosting. The slow fade. <laughs> the slow fade. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like kind of like ghosting, yeah. but slightly more sophisticated. Yep. 
making excuses or lying <laughs> to get to the breakup. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're yeah. saying you're busy all the time because you're just putting it off and putting exactly. it off. Breaking up in public. Ooh. Cheating to end a relationship. I've heard stories from other people that have done this. Uh, yeah, it's not it's personally, super but I have. Because it's because breaking up with somebody or ending a relationship, it's an uncomfortable situation. So sometimes people are like, "Oh, but if I just sleep with this person over here, they'll have to dump me because oh, I boy. cheated on them." Oh boy, um, blindsiding your partner. So it's just having it come out of nowhere, and then. Breaking up via text. I've had friends that have had this happen to them where they just have a broke up through a long text in the middle of class and their day was just completely worse after that. Well, yeah. Because <laughs> now they also can go back and reread it a million times. Um, so now we're going to go into a couple more statistics I found here and there. In one study, it had said that 71% of people say that they think about their ex too much. Narrowed to all the singles... In that study group, 81%. So uh, it rises to 81%. Right. So if you're single, you definitely think about your ex yeah. too much. And then 50%, 57% of those singles say their ex um, prevented them from finding a new love. Yeah, because if you're not over an ex, it's hard to get into a new relationship. Yeah. And then married folks are apparently also ex-obsessed because two-thirds, 60%, agree that their ex is on their mind often. All right, and then this last this last bit of research was actually kind of funny. Um, it unfortunately had memes and images that we obviously can't show because this is an audio recording, but it was um, from 2015 on this website called A+. The science of breakups explained in three simple images, but we'll just be going over the statistics from that. It said one of them was 36% of your um, exes will leave you for your looks. So <laughs> that's super disturbing. It is. It is. It is. Um, another is that if you survive the first Monday of December, you might be meant for each other. This is really weird because it had a graph of all the peaking points of how many breakups per day throughout mm -hmm. like the, the entire year. So what were the top like three times that people tend to break up? Highest was in March. And then second place was actually April Fool's Day. April <laughs> Fool's Day was second in place. And then it didn't show it on the graph, but apparently it said that it gets very dicey over the November-December range. So November-December could break you, but if it doesn't, March is coming up pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> so there might be a chance of either you have to go through another trial or you might be able to escape and be free. All right, the next one. If you're dating someone under 30, there is a 53% chance that they won't even bother to dump you in person. And then the last one, apparently the world sees around 3 million first dates every single day. So don't lose hope. <laughs> exactly. There's 3 don't million people hope. out there starting a new dating life every day. Yes. One of them could be you. So we talked about, you know, the difference of what we want between our 20s and our 30s, yeah, yeah, how yeah. people break up mm -hmm. and like... Some of the top reasons that you break up. Yep. So I think we've got a good kind of baseline. So today, our yes. special guest mm -hmm. is my friend and ex-boyfriend, Chad. <laughs> Say hi. Hello, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming down to be a part of this lovely episode. And I'm just, I'm yeah, on pins and needles. Yeah, Chad doesn't live in Los Angeles. So he was down here to go to a concert with me. And yep. I was like, 
you know what? Mm-hmm. Perfect timing. Yes. And also what's great is that your lovely boyfriend is here sitting and watching as this is happening. So I yeah. think this will be even more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> we got, we got uh, different generations of relationships. Right, right. It'll definitely be interesting for his boyfriend who is now going to like hear all of the dirt. Dark, dirty <laughs> secrets. So how about we get a little bit of context who are you? What do you do? And how did you meet Amy? Uh, we, so I, you know, I've grown up in Northern California, and mm-hmm. so I've always uh, had a lot of friends in different circles in the Bay Area. And we were actually introduced by a, a mutual friend. We met for the first time when he was with his previous girlfriend that he was with for y- several years. How many years were you two together? We were together for about five, five and a half years. Yeah, because you we guys started in, in high school. Yeah, we were yeah. dating in high school. We actually even got engaged at some point. And... So he was oh. with his high school sweetheart. I was with the ex-fiance the first time we met. Oh, okay. Um, and then it was about, what was it, one or two years later? Two years later. Two years later, um, I had moved back to California. Sans, the ex-fiance, I mean, he was in California too, but we were broken up. Mm-hmm. And I ran into Chad again. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and he was no longer with his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And so um, our friend kind of orchestrated more so than I knew <laughs> Chad was telling me a story the other night that was like, wow, she really did kind of yeah, orchestrate she, this. Yeah, she was, you know, kind of playing rebound matchmaker. <laughs> I think that's what it was. She knew we were both kind of on the rebound, rebound and she was she was not meaning to hook us up in a re- relationship, but... Right. I she think was she like, oh, let's just get these be... guys on a rebound, you yeah. know, and we just enjoyed hanging out with each other and mm-hmm. dated for six months. Yeah. <laughs> ah. So well, I think she good. thought that's that it good. was going to be safer if we rebounded together than oh. the people that she saw us both trying to get with. Oh, <laughs> so she basically was kind of being a guardian angel in that right. way She's as the like, rebound just... matchmaker. Amazing title, by the way. <laughs> Amazing title. If that is a job for somebody that... <laughs> Krista is a big matchmaker in our group of friends, so it does not surprise me at all that we were one of her machinations. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so you got together, you had some fun, and then six months was about? Yeah, about that. About six yeah. months, yeah. yeah. And apologies for getting into the details. Was it like mutual? Was it just like... Oh, you want to know how the breakup happened? I'm sorry. I'm curious. Uh, Sure. Because you you seem like you're Um, really good friends now. And there's definitely been a portion of friends that I've seen break up and they never talk to them again because it's just so bad. It's so toxic. But Yeah, no, Chad and I are very good friends, but it wasn't mutual at first. Okay. Well, actually, the breakup itself was kind of mutual. Like I understood. It was kind of mutual. He was understanding. I broke up with him. Uh Um, I felt like he was getting more emotionally involved than what I wanted at the time. Okay. Because coming out of, you know, my relationship with the ex-fiance, I was like, no, 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 no. I don't want to be serious with anybody. I don't want to be exclusive with anybody. I am a wreck right now. This is not a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so that, I, you know, it, it hurt, but I understood it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, like, there was no anger there, but it was not at uh, first. Not, was, <laughs> not at the first. The anger came later. Yeah, the anger came a couple months later oh, when, when I started. She started dating my former roommate and best friend at the time. Oh, okay. And so it so went it from I'm not ready. <laughs> it's, it went from I'm not ready to date right now to I just don't want to date you. 
Oh, <laughs> no. I'm ready for a relationship with someone else. Just not you. Oh so my that's God. when I feel like I want to give so. you a hug now. <laughs> even oh, though no, like, and it gets fine. worse. It gets oh, no. Worse. Oh, no. The way he found out was when I was in the hospital with my broken back. Oh, no. Her best friend tries to contact me, not to tell me that she broke her back, but trying to get a hold of her then friend. <laughs> right, right. The, the, the guy, the guy his that ex best friend that, that I was interested that you were in. It. Oh, and oh. so I started piecing things together. And so yeah. I was like, I had these emotions of, oh, my ex is in the hospital, but she's also been lying to me. To me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> she's, she's got something. I mean, I wasn't officially dating his best friend yet, but yeah. there was like an emotional relationship that had been going on for a few months, uh, mm-hmm. long distance, because he had moved to Oregon. Okay. And, um, yeah, so he not only found out that I was in this tragic situation, but that uh, I wasn't calling because I wanted him by my bedside. I was call like my you friend calling. was calling to get the phone number to get the other, other boy by, oh, by okay. my side. Yeah, no, that. Mm, and then yeah. to rub salt in the wound, then he found out that like all of our mutual friends knew I was in the hospital and nobody told him. And then poured more alcohol over the wound and just made it sting even more. Yeah. 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 (laughs) So three months later, I moved to Colorado. (laughs) (laughs) To get away. To get away. away. Talk about running. I mean, that is what happens. Sometimes you just need to get away. Get away from it. Absolutely. Yeah. So then, um, yeah, so there was a little bit of animosity for a few years. Uh, We talked, you know, we touched base every once in a while, but then a couple of years ago, he reached out to me and he's like, hey, I think I'm ready to be friends again. And I was like, cool. And he was like, that was way easier than I expected. <laughs> Sometimes some things are. It can be just as simple as right. that. Right. You know, and I made amends to him. I'm like, well, I was never mad at you. And I totally understood why you were mad at me. I'm like, you yeah. were completely legit to not want to be friends with me for a while. You had legitimate reasons and understanding. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I knew that, you know, when you were ready to be friends, you would come back. Yep. (laughs) My goodness. Oh, geez. Now I'm thinking about my bad breakup story, even though it's probably not as big as (laughs) Amy's eyes are like lighting up. Like, Well, let's hear it. Well, basically the, longest relationship I've ever had was in college. It was with a guy that I had known for about maybe a year and a half beforehand. And he was like the sweetest, the nicest guy that I've ever like talked with and hung out with. He was definitely very, very shy and kind of was like in his own little corner and did his own stuff. But he was very, very sweet. He was in my theater arts class because we were doing a theater arts minor together. And so I sort of developed some sort of feelings for him for a while, but nothing ever panned out. And then I went away to Los Angeles for a study abroad program. Laugh all you want, but it did happen. I was in LA for like six months, so then stepped away from that. Then around senior year of college, I went back into it and eventually started talking with him. And we ended up meeting up for Halloween, like a Halloween party together. And then we went out together and the feelings were coming back. And then, ironically, my friends, I don't know why they thought this, but they all thought he was gay. So they were all telling me to not go for it because he was gay. So then I was, like, very conflicted at that time. So then I took some steps back away, didn't really hang out with him much. And then later on, we met up again, and he sat me down. He said, you know I like you, right? And that was kind of when it started spiraling into... Relationship. 
Kind of, yeah. We decided that we wanted to, you know, give things a try. So well, I let's fast forward to the breakup. Oh God. Um. So <laughs> we had been dating for about two weeks, I will say, and then what had happened is that we were about to go on. I think like our like I maybe like third ish date because we had a second one with his friend that was like a third wheel, but it was still pretty fun. Third that that other date, I went out with him, and for some reason, I was feeling these weird emotions or gut feelings. I was just like, I don't know what it is. I don't feel like something is right. And earlier he had asked if I wanted to go with him to visit his family for oh. Thanksgiving that so early. So he dropped the family on yeah. you real early. Real Gee, early. no wonder you were ready to run. <laughs> he dropped it early. Um, and then, well, one, I already had plans with my family, so I couldn't go. But I think that started to sink in. And the more I was hanging out with him, the more I realized that, I was not as into him as he was into me. And it went to the part when we had that other, that last date. At the very end, I was just, I had to be upfront and honest with him about how I was not on the same page that I thought I was. Like, I thought he was a great guy, but I just, I did not feel the same. And uh, it, it broke my heart because he, I, we were watching a movie at his place. After the talk, I asked if he could take me home. He didn't want me to go. He Ugh. begged me to stay. It's, it's hard. hard to yeah. break up with the nice ones. I, did, really I just I felt is. so bad. No, literally, I just felt so bad. Because yeah. I actually, early on, before I even dated him, had expressed that, what if I'm not what he needs? What if I don't, you know. You already had those things building up in you. I already had it mm. before we even dated. Because yeah. I just got, I get worried about that stuff very much. Or I did at that time. So I was just... So it was it was hard, and we did not speak for a while. Um, at the end, we he did send me a like when we graduated, he sent me a bunch of texts saying, "Hey, I honestly just want the best for you." I right, he had kind of come to terms with it, and yeah, he understood, understood he that it was probably better for both of you. Exactly. So yeah, that was probably the worst breakup that I've had, and. People will probably laugh that it was like only two weeks, but at the same time, I'm not a dater. I, I'm not used to this, so it's just... yeah. And if you think back to high school, some of the shortest relationships had the biggest impact on your dating future. Yeah, Amy and I's relationship was probably my shortest relationship, and it's oh, still really? one of the most impactful ones. Okay, okay, so I guess yeah. so it's all relative. <laughs> yeah, it is all relative in a way, I guess. I'm kind of like a like long long term dater. When I get into a relationship, I'm I'm usually in it for the long haul. So if Amy is nice six months. In and it, he's like, I'm here. I'm staying. <laughs> <laughs> dig his closet. <laughs> yes. Yes. Literally. Like a, like a cat. Literally digging. Oh like, no. Oscar can attest. <laughs> uh, okay. So why don't we get into some questions? Do you maybe want to start since I've been kind of like? <laughs> um. Sure. Um. So obviously you've dated me. Obviously, your boyfriend is here. Um, so would you classify yourself as bisexual? I, I like to describe it as pansexual. Okay. okay. I, I'm just very open. I'm, you know, if I'm attracted to you, I'm attracted to you. I don't put labels on who I'm attracted to. It is also interesting to note that he, the only two girls who's dated are me and that five or six year relationship yep. before we ruined him <laughs> well you, and their birthdays are away. and their birthdays they're this born on the same day so i'm like i i it's now like a prerequisite question i ask people and if you're born <laughs> on the same day as them i'm like nope turn and run <laughs> so amy's birthday 
at this other girl's birthday was the same day. Was is a breaking icebreaker. Oh, it, it's a deal breaker for me. Like, <laughs> if that date shows up anywhere around yeah, you, yeah, it's not like, gonna be third tries a charm. No. Yeah. Is there been a difference in your breakup experience when you've broken up with girls versus males? No, actually, I think a lot of times the breakups are very similar, and it's I think it's because the men and women I'm attracted to, they tend to be very similar in personality, even though they are men or women. So they they tend to react the same way, also in similar situations. Because you kind of date, yeah. Because in my relationships, you know, they've been it's been a little different. But then again, the girls I have dated are absolutely batshit nuts. So, (laughs) Um, not to get more dicey, I I think I already have an answer to this question. What was your worst breakup? Did we already mention it? Well, honestly, like at the at the time, <laughs> the, 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 this breakup did seem like really bad. But I still think my my high school breakup was the worst, and not because it was the high school sweetheart, okay, but because of what she did. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, she. Uh, you thought I was bad. No, I, I ain't got nothing on She that. cheated on me, and it wasn't just, you know, oh, she cheated on me. It was like she was the village bike. Okay. Um, what has been your easiest or most pleasant breakup, you would say? <laughs> or are there any? Um, my last relationship, um, I thought it was going to be a lot harder. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, it was a mutual br- breakup, so that was part of what made it a little bit easier. And it was still hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I was not wrecked for nearly as long as I had been in previous breakups and were, you know, and he's another relationship that I'm maintaining a friendship with. So so that I think that was probably the easiest breakup that, you know, it's, it was only about seven, eight months ago that we broke up, but we're already back to being friends. That's awesome. So I I think it just kind of attested that, um, one of the things you guys were talking about earlier is, you know, signs of a br- that you should break up even when you still care for the person is you start to grow apart. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what this relationship was, is we had kind of grown apart. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. Uh, okay, so now I'm going to ask Amy these questions. So what was your worst breakup? And then what was your most easiest and pleasant? Well, the worst breakup is by far the ex-fiancé. Um, yeah. Chad actually knows him as well. Like I said, he met them, met him, and, you know... That person cheated on me, bankrupted me. He was a pathological liar. Um, The list goes on and on and on. He is the only one of my exes that I am absolutely not friends with. Mm -hmm. All of my other exes I am friends with to a certain degree. I mean, some of them I've lost touch with, Mm -hmm. but there was no like major falling out. No bad blood. No bad blood. My easiest, most pleasant breakup was actually the breakup immediately following the ex-fiance. So um, I was still living in Massachusetts when the ex-fiance and I had broken up. I was getting ready to move to California a few months later. And I started dating somebody and he fell head over heels in love. But he knew I was moving. Mm. He knew I was coming out of this five-year relationship. So he had realistic expectations. So even though he had fallen in love with me, he knew this was not going to go anywhere. So he was such a beautiful relationship. He treated me so well. And it was very much of this whole, I want to be able to fondly remember this time I have with you. Mm -hmm. And um, he and I are still very good friends. I see him every time I go out to Massachusetts. Um, But 
after being in such a psychologically damaging relationship, Mm -hmm. that one was definitely really helpful on getting me back on the road to recovery. Because, yeah, it was a rebound, but it was just like I was starting like, oh, my God, somebody else cares about me. Oh my God, I'm not terrible at sex. Oh my God, like <laughs> all these things that I have been now taught to think about myself are not yeah. true. Validation. Right? <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so I'm really glad that I had that time with him as well. We only dated for like two months, but it was really healing for me. And the fact that he went into it with his eyes wide open on what this could be and what it couldn't be, um, is the only way I think it would have been possible to have taken the trajectory that it did. All right. So this is a question I have that I guess we all can answer. I think it goes without saying that with big breakups that you will learn important lessons and you take away certain things that you apply to your future relationships, to your life ahead of you. What do you think was the biggest takeaway that you had in what you've experienced through breakups? Uh, For me, I would probably say um, one thing I've been told a lot of times uh, from my relationship partners is that uh, I need to be more open emotionally. A lot of times I close my emotions away. Uh, it's how I am generally in public too. I'm an extroverted person, but I'm very mm-hmm. introverted when it comes to me personally. Mm-hmm. So I like going out doing things, being in a crowd, but I don't like talking about me. Like an outgoing introvert? Yeah. I, I always tell people I'm one of the most outgoing introverts you will ever meet because <laughs> I do not generally like talking about myself. Ah. Um, and that also translates into my relationships. I don't vocalize mm-hmm. my emotions for the person. Yeah. So that's probably the easiest thing I've been trying to learn to take away from my past breakups is right. be more open emotionally. Awesome. All right. Amy? Don't stay in them too long. Don't stay in the relationship long after it's quit working. Got it. Okay. That has been something that has popped up multiple times for me. Um, And I think for me, it was just like in relationships, like I have to focus on my needs and wants Mm -hmm. because if I don't, that's how I end up in the relationships that go on too long. That's how I end up abandoning my dreams, you know, and sacrificing things that I don't need to be sacrificing. Mm-hmm. I'm all about compromise, but um, that's where I get into problems is mm-hmm. when I'm over compromising for the other person. All right. My turn then. Um even though I may not have as much experience as you lovely people have, but I guess from that big breakup that I mentioned earlier, I think what I learned was kind of distinguishing between um, differences of the type of love and feelings that you have for someone. Because looking back, I realized that maybe some of the reasons that I was kind of clinging to him a little bit more is that because I wanted him to be more outgoing. I wanted him to be more out there. So it was like, I feel so bad saying this, like a guilt love or guilt liking. Yeah. If that makes sense. It's that same kind of idea of like being in it for the wrong reasons or being in it too long. Yeah. Um, You've got to go in with your eyes wide open. Yeah. You can't just keep putting the facade over it that you want to see. Yeah. And that's something I sometimes still do where um, – I can sometimes put up a facade over something rather than see something in reality or like what's right there in front of you. Oh yeah. It's a constant struggle for me. Um, Mm -hmm. I constantly have to bring myself back to reality 
and try to look at things objectively instead of trying to see what I want to see there. Exactly. Well, thank you so much for being willing to come on the podcast today, Chad. No, thank thanks for you. having me. Yeah. This yeah. was very serendipitous to yeah, have you in town. It's nice to kind of talk about uh, old old stories about you and I. <laughs> but I mean, old wounds. Old wounds that are healing gradually and you know you're pushing forward with your new relationship. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it seems to be going good so far. So, I guess next would be Hashtag hunt? Yes. Yes. All right. So for this week's hashtag hunt, hashtag breakups came up on a lot of posts. The Mm -hmm. hard thing was is when it came up in posts, a lot of times there were really long posts. Of course. I felt like I was reading live journals. Yes. They're lamenting their feelings. They're lamenting all their emotions. It definitely made me start to feel like maybe Tumblr is the new melodramatic.com, which is a website I miss so much, which was kind of like live journal, but more goth. After a breakup, people don't cry because they're weak. They either missed the good things or they stayed too long with someone who didn't deserve them. Mm, I feel like that's another quote that needs to be on my wall. (laughs) I mean, we just talked about this. We did, yeah. Mm -hmm. Do not respond to your manipulative exes, even if you are moving forward and think you can handle it. Speaking to them just brings you back to the exact same place you used to be. True. This one I have to send to one of my friends. (laughs) This is exactly what she does. She spirals back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. But seeing that new bitch he's fucking with looks like a troll makes things a little better. (laughs) (laughs) Right? There's nothing wrong with that. Well, it's just like when you get extra dressed up when you're going to go see your ex because you want them to be like, look what you missing. No, I know. I will say sometimes when after like a whole thing, you just feel like, okay, I want to, you know, dress to impress be like, oh, they can't have this. Exactly. I I understand both. It's it's, a little ego stroke. It is. So we we are a little egotistical sometimes. I mean, we're petty. It's okay. Sometimes we're petty and we look and we go, oh, that's what he's with now? Mm. (laughs) It's all right. I'm positive that I can take another heartbreak. It's what I'm used to. That sounds like me a lot with my crushes. There's a short poem by Bruna Ferreira. Okay. Melting into my beliefs, bringing my words to real life, still shaking from an addiction, letting go of the idea that you were mine. That's really what a lot about the breakup is. It's letting go of that idea you had of that person. Mm Mm-hmm. After a breakup, I believe the best way to heal is to take a step back. That includes ending communication, unfollowing all their social media accounts, and blocking their phone number. It has nothing to do with erasing them from my life. It's about remembering who I was before they were here. Yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense, definitely. Because I've definitely never really been that person to like do the block or get rid of photos. I don't do that because I I look at everything as created who I am now. But I loved this idea about doing that is a way to try to remember who you were before they got there. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a really nice message. Yeah, agreed. Being heartbroken is like having broken ribs. On the outside, it looks like nothing's wrong, but every breath hurts. Oh, yep. Mm Mm-hmm. I remember crying on my bed after a breakout just... It hurt. I was going to say, you remember broken ribs? How have I not heard this story? No, no, no. I remember the feeling of like broken ribs where your chest hurts so much from crying mm-hmm. and sobbing so much and your face is red with hot tears. I used to have dreams about you every night. Now I call those nightmares. Oh. My number one n- recurring nightmare is nightmares about the ex-fiance. 
Oh man. They are I'm so legit sorry. <laughs> oh my gosh. Nothing turns a woman on like a man who turns to out to be everything he promised he would be. Mm. <laughs> right? How rare we're is all that used happening? To, right. We're all used to being disappointed. So it's really nice. You're like, oh, you're exactly who you said you were going to be. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> telling someone to get over a heartbreak is the equivalent of telling someone to just drive faster in a traffic jam. <laughs> yep. RIP to all the guys that lost a good girl because they weren't mature enough to keep her. <laughs> I don't know how many guys I dated who were not ready for our relationship. And then the next relationship they got in was the one they were ready for. And they came back to me. No, you were telling the story. Asking me for advice. Yeah, you you said the story a couple times. Right? Yeah. You were just like, like, seriously, man, stay away. I don't (laughs) want this. You can block me, but you can't unlick my asshole. Oh, Oh, Amy. Oh, okay. Is that what we're ending it on? No. Okay, good. (laughs) I was so worried. You should have ended it with that one. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. Isn't it crazy how we can spend so much time with someone and get so comfortable with them just to end up being strangers again? Uh, Yep, that's reminding me back to the movie To All the Boys I've Loved Before. When she says that quote, that it's all great to write and fantasize, but when it's real, it's scary because the easily that come in, they can walk right out. That's true. Well, so that was it for Hashtag Hunt. You have mm. a breakup story from our social media. I do. Yeah. So it's from a lovely lady. She's okay with saying her name. Um, her name is Kelsey Grace Pfeiffer, and she has her own podcast called Make It Modern. So Ooh. yeah, fellow podcaster, thank you so much. So here's her story. She said, you may find this funny or not, but I have a deep-seated fear of someone serenading me, probably because I'm an emotional cripple, but also like there's just so much pressure to enjoy it. So we weren't dating per se because we were like 14, but this guy I was seeing serenaded me with Kelsey by Metro Station in a crowded coffee shop. The minute it started, I was like, no, 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 no. Long story short, I told him we couldn't see each other, and I haven't spoken to him in about 10 years. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> and then just- Know was, your audience. Exactly. Okay? You've got to know if this is going to be the type of person that's going to be mortified by you doing something like that or completely head over heels because you did something like that. Exactly. You've got to know your audience. Yes. And it was very sweet because at the end she said, love the podcast, by the way. Keep it up, girl. Woo! So she listened. Thank you. Thank you so much, Kelsey. Thank you, Kelsey. Thank you, Kelsey, so much. (laughs) All right. So it's time for challenges. Let's pay off last week first. Mm -hmm. So how did your challenge go? My challenge recap was to basically assign more desk hours so that I work Monday through Friday so I don't have anything to do really during the weekend. And I guess you could say I succeeded because I really don't have anything to do this weekend. Because I finished all of my stuff. I finished all my freelance stuff Monday through Thursday, did all Friday with all the research. So really don't have anything besides writing for class and practicing for my aerial showcase in a couple weeks. I'm so jealous. <laughs> well, the thing is, I was I had time to, yesterday I was trying to do all these things, but things got canceled, things got moved, I had to spend time with the research, so yeah, just the aerial showcase is now what I'm just worrying about because I need to practice for that. Right. But 
But that's hobby. So that's, that's hobby. okay. Yeah, that's hobby. But that's what weekends are for. Yeah. So basically I got all the work done that I need to do so that I could focus on hobbies and relaxation and, you know, not being so stressed from blending work and play together so much. Well, this week I was supposed to put in all of the footage from a documentary I did in college that I want to re-edit. Mm-hmm. I was really hoping that I could have transferred in the project file mm-hmm. so I could have started off of my original timeline. Yeah. I could not do that. Oh. So I'm going to have to go about it the long way, which is why I thought this might happen, which is why I said this project was going to take a long time. Yeah. But I did get all of the footage loaded up into my editing software. Everything is in bins and organized. And so my challenge for myself this coming week is to go through all of the interview transcriptions and through my old paper edit and review my old edit to kind of decide... I mean, it's been like six years since I did the documentary. So my ideas about it may have changed greatly of how I want to structure it. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to review the original edit and I'm going to read all the transcriptions and my old paper edit and kind of come up with a plan for the new one. All right. Then I guess I'll have to check on you and make sure that you do that. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I guess it's me to have a challenge. Um, You know what? I really want to try to get at least 20 pages of the script I'm working on done by at least the next time that we record. Because in my screenwriting class that I'm TAing and also taking, we are working on feature-length scripts. And it's getting close to the end where we have to finish it in a couple of weeks. And I felt like since I've been a little bit behind, even though I'm like at the 90-page mark, I really want to try and get it done as much as possible. So Wednesday is when we meet. So hopefully I will have 10 done by then and then just get another 10 done. By the weekend. By the weekend, yeah. I would want to get at least – I want to get 20 pages done. Yeah, I think that's a good one, especially because next week we're going to have on – we're going to be doing career milestones number one. Yep. And you have, what, one of your professors coming on? Yeah. One of my professors, one of my lecture teachers is coming on to the podcast because the next episode, career milestone number one, is going to be talking about my goals, which is writing and selling a feature-length script because that's one of my major goals that I would love to achieve, hopefully this year, but, you know, we'll see how time plays out. Right. <laughs> First step is you got to write it. So that 20-page exactly. goal sounds perfect. Yeah. And he's been doing it for many years. He has worked on a bunch of different projects. He's also a producer of a bunch of projects. He's also been working with Pixar. He now just opened like his own writing shop workshop with another teacher from that UCLA program. So well, this gonna, should be really interesting. Yeah. He's going to have a lot of good stuff to talk about. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm maybe. excited he said yes. I was worried about <laughs> that he was going to say no because he has a very busy schedule. But yeah. So thank you very much. Appreciate that. <laughs> so that means next week for career milestones, mm-hmm. we want to start hearing what your career milestones have been. Yes. What are those benchmarks that you're trying to reach in your career or that you have already reached? What was that first one that really kind of solidified you in your chosen profession. Mm-hmm. Make sure to tweet those to us or post them on our Facebook wall at Life Goals Pod. Mm-hmm. And Chad, where can people find you? Um, I'm on Facebook, um, I believe, uh, I, at Chattels, uh, The Chattels, I think is what my uh, Facebook is. Yeah, so send him a private message if you're going to also add him because if he just starts getting lots of random ads, you're probably not going to get anywhere. But message him and say, hey, I heard you on the podcast. I think you're cool. 
Well, thank you so much again for coming on today, Chad. Thank you, Chad. Thanks was... a lot for having me in. It was fun. Well, I think that's all we've got. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I Oof. can't believe I can't believe it's already over today. Yeah, no. Geez. I, I feel mentally exhausted, but I feel like I can keep going. It's right? really weird. It's really weird. Well, it's a good thing. I like, I'm still feeling energized because I've got a long day still ahead of me. Mm-hmm. So we're going to sign off now. Until mm-hmm. next time, you guys, I'm Amy Covell. And I'm Chelsea Wingo. And this is Hashtag, Hashtag Life Goals. Goals. I'll see you later, guys. Bye-bye.